Welcome to tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I'm your host, number one, and soon we'll be joined by our panel. Tonight we're going to talk about what triggers you. Everyone has that one thing that sets them off. Some may call them pet peeves or buttons. I call those things triggers. You may not be able to identify it or them all. I don't believe just because you have a trigger or triggers, you have an anger issue, nor does it mean that you have problems communicating. It just simply means that there is something that you don't like, and it either makes you apprehensive or just downright angry. Bottom line is, perfectly healthy to have a trigger, as long as you control how you respond or react to being triggered or having your buttons pushed. Without further ado, let's talk about what triggers you. Good evening. Good evening. Let's talk about these triggers and these buttons. Let's let's talk about them. What's one of yours? Uh, Oh, which one is mine? I believe mine is is more of a, um, a... Mine triggers me. Um, I think it triggers me versus it pushes, it allows someone else to to do it themselves. You know, like there's a button particularly that someone can push and it sets me off. That's not it. I believe that it's just a a trigger. Um. Ooh. <laughs> Elaborate on that. You mean just a good one? What do you mean so by you just can't walk up? You just can't walk up and and push the button. And I'm just okay. gonna go off on a on a tangent or a rampage. You okay. know, okay. Um, that's what I mean. So no one directly have that influence. Right. I understand. Now, in the event that uh, you're in passing and I, and I see something about you, that may trigger me. Now, it doesn't trigger me enough to go up to you and and blast you out or uh, hit you or anything like that, but it just, it angers me. Uh, well, maybe disappoint is a better word. It disappoints me. Okay. Um, and later on, we'll we'll really get to what that is and and why. What about yourself? Okay. Um. I don't really. Okay, so uh, uh, trigger, like I don't, if I don't have situations where, like you said, like someone can walk up and, and just push a button and it and it sets me off and, and I go off in, in, um, in a manner, anything like that. 
I don't allow, you know, people to have that type of power over me. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm never in a situation like that where, you know, even if someone, you know, walks up and calls me, you know, says N-word, you know, okay, we may go into a conversation about it and and pass some words, but it's not going to be to the point where someone says that and then I just haul off and hit them. Or you know, I got I got too much to to lose to to be put in a position like that. Um, right. So like you, not necessarily. I don't have those triggers where I would do that, but I do have um, hot buttons where it would make me think. You know. Um, Right. And, and um, excuse me for one moment. I'm sorry. Uh, um, yeah. You said you have that one. It'll make you think. Uh, so it's crying. Um, I apologize. You said it'll make you think. Uh, yeah. So, so some some hot buttons or would send me into thought. For instance, I had um, a situation where I was in a store, and um, I had 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 the boys with me, and one of our children had, had dropped something. And and it broke, okay. And so it, instead of leaving the the glass there because it was made of glass, instead of leaving the glass there and going to find um, an associate, I was going to stand guard, you know, because it was the store was packed and other children had broken stuff too. But one of that, some some folk had their children just walking around. So standing there. Waiting until I saw an associate who was coming up the aisle but had been pulled over several times to help other individuals. Anyhow, we went on to continue looking at the little figurines or what have you. And um, as I pushed my basket a little bit out the way, there was a, a, a lady who who came up behind us, and and you know I'm dealing with the kids. Um, in my peripheral, I see her bend down, and she starts, and this isn't an associate. This was another consumer. And she starts to pick up the glass. And before, you know, like I could, I was trying to get the kids to a position where they wouldn't move, um, before I could put them in position where they wouldn't move and, and address her, you know, the associate that I was waiting on had come up and said, ma'am, you know, don't touch that. Don't touch that. You know, don't, you know, did you get in asking the lady that she get cut? And, the, and I guess the lady replied back, no, or what have you. But I had, I immediately had a problem with that. Um, because it was a situation where and I don't, I don't know why. It was like my child dropped it, 
Um, I'm aware that my child dropped it, but I'm also aware that I'm a consumer, and, and because of certain insurance and liabilities, you know, I'm not supposed to pick up broken glass in a store. Because if I get cut, then the store is responsible for it. You know what I mean? And not only that, I had my children with me. So if I have my children and I'm bending down to do something and they, you know, are eager to help or what have you, then I've also put them in a a compromising situation because um, I shouldn't be doing this anyway. So I I immediately just started boiling on the inside, Not, not like filming where I wanted to, you know, like say anything or go off on anyone, but going to a point where it, it got me to thinking, like, what makes you think that you need to clean up behind my child? What makes you think that I left this for you to do? Or what makes you think that this is your responsibility? You understand what I'm saying? It was kind of, uh-huh. I was, I wouldn't say I was offended by it, but I was kind of taken back because even the look on the consumer face, it wasn't, and maybe it was the look that she had while she was doing it. Like a look of frustration or a look of, you know, like, I can't believe that, you know, people let their children drop these things or touch these things or whatever. It wasn't as if she was saying, oh, let me help you. You understand what I'm saying? She was, Mm -hmm. it was almost like, well, you're not going to do it, so let me just do it. You know what I mean? And so, excuse me, I got hot about that thing. You know, I got upset. Left the store. I mean, paid for the items. Even when the associate was cleaning it up, you know, I, I got out of the way and came around and I said, thank you. I said, my son did drop that. Um, I'm prepared to, to pay for it if that's what we need to do. And I said, but thank you for, you know, cleaning it up. And she said, oh, yes, man, this happens all the time. And she said, you'd be surprised how many times we're on these aisles cleaning, the, you know, cleaning up these types of things. And I said, oh, I said, I understand. I said, it's just that season, you know, um, and went on about our business. But I did, you know, like I'm not, you know, it's not like I've done anything or my child has done anything wrong, per se. It's like they they are being taught to take responsibility for what they do. And I'm that way as well. So I don't need you to step in and try and clean up a mess for me because I'm not ashamed that I allowed my child to hold something and it, and it you know, slipped out of his hand. Out his hand, right. You know what I mean? So if I need to pay for it, I can and I will. You know, and not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, you know, like, I don't know what you call it, like bragging or anything, but it's a simple fact that I, I let him hold it. I'm aware that he broke it, you know what I mean? And and I'll take responsibility for that. But you don't have to step in and, and appear to clean up a mess that somebody else has made just I'm, just because, you know, of whatever it is that's going on in your mind. You know what I mean? I get that, and it, and I'm sure that's, that is a hot button, especially, you know, from a, from a, from a mother, from a parent standpoint. Um, you know, these my kids is my responsibility, and if anybody's gonna clean up behind them, mm-hmm. I can dig that. See, my trigger is a little, my trigger is a little, uh, 
that that was a, that's a good that's a good one. I'm not minimizing it. But my triggers go a little deeper, uh, like deep, deep, like ancestry deep. Um, yeah, I that. When I was I was I was at a, at a place, and a guy says, "I said the exit this way." He was like, uh, "Yes, sir." And I'm like, "What?" Like, huh? You know, I'm taken back. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm taken back because one, I'm, I don't need you talking to me as though we're we're still enslaved, okay? Or that, as though you're still enslaved. Um, and it was just just the drive. Maybe it's because you don't know me or what have you, or maybe it was because your, your counterparts, your coworkers, um, was around, and, you know, you don't want to get fired or you don't want to seem like you're uh, fraternizing with the guest or whatever the case may be. I, I don't know, but that that, that kind of got me. And The way, the the way that he responded to you? Yeah, the the way the way that he responded, right? And then uh, what we we're saying, the guy rapped on the door, answered the door. He was quick, fast, like, like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'll come back later. You know, like on some nine and head down and shoulder slump. And I'm like, I'm I'm living right because to me, I'm not seeing any confidence. I'm not seeing any self respect. That's me. You may be at work, and that's fine, and you, this is y'all may even be beneath you. However, you still should conduct yourself with respect. You, you know what I mean? Like, you should have some type of of self-confidence, whether you're cleaning the toilets or whether you sit in the Oval Office, especially as a black man. So they, they, okay. they had me some kind of way. They had me some kind of way. And okay. I know, you know, biblically it says a man thinking so is he and all this. And that's my fault because I tend to think that every man should think or at least conduct themselves the way that I do. Because I know there's no man greater than me except for God. I know this. Okay, but you also know that not every man should 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 is is going to nor should they think like you. Thank didn't. God for that. But <laughs> but <laughs> I, I it's, it's you, you made a uh, an analogy earlier, you know, you was talking about, you know, let me help you put on your robe while you holding holding on to to my, you know, robe. And I'm like, regardless whether I'm sitting on the throne or not you know, I'm willing to come and help you put on your robe. I will help you put on your robe. That's not bowing down to anything or anybody, but that's just lending a hand to a brother or a sister or, you know what I mean, I like whoever you need. Get in the bed. Excuse me. Let's take this time real quick to introduce Pastor to the line and, uh, 
you know, maybe you can tell me what's wrong with me. Good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you? Oh, man, I'm great. Thank you. Yourself? <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to the conversation. I'm, I'm learning something. Good evening, Pat. I'm just trying, you're just trying to figure out Isn't our triggers evening, and what lady, triggers. How are you? Oh, well, thank you. My we're talking about children. Children. We're talking about triggers. That's what we're talking about, Pastor, and what triggers you. And I'm simply saying this is one of the things that, that triggers me. Maybe it's um and it's not and it's not just in that situation, but it's anybody who essentially still walks around with that slave mentality. You know, a lot of our ancestors have taught us that it's respectful to say sir and ma'am, you know. Um, but then when I was in the, when I was in the Navy, it's like, we would say, screw you, sir. But then you, so you can't really get in trouble because we still put the sir on it. But the fact of the matter is it was still disrespectful. Right. So I teach my son, you know, when, when you're addressing adults, it's okay. You can say yes, you know, especially familiar or, or, or no, because they know the kid that you are. They know there's no disrespect there. You follow me? But a lot of times we, we our ancestors taught us this, and that's because that was passed down to them, and that's how they render a revered respect to their slave masters or owners or what have you. I, I guess my, my question is before, you know, because uh, you got a right to – Rear your children away um, that you feel like they should go, and you're giving them an understanding of what you're doing. But you know, um, I guess I'm gonna be devil's advocate for a minute. Oh, yeah. When we talk about a, a, a trigger, um, if you're talking about, I'm just using it as an analogy, a gun or whatever. Okay, the trigger don't shoot you; it releases. Something and mm-hmm. so what, what mm-hmm. when you say trigger, um, a lot of times for me personally, there are some things that trigger me to take action, you know, in a positive mm-hmm. manner. But then there's some mm-hmm. things that trigger me to where I get outside of myself and I no longer have control of myself or my actions. So, mm-hmm. so which type of trigger are we talking about? Because again, that second trigger that I just mentioned. Um, we have to be careful with that one because when that trigger is released, we we don't have any control of ourselves. You know, for instance, once you release that trigger on that gun, that bullet's gone, brother. It ain't coming back. You 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 go hit something or somebody. That's the way how that it is, and that's the way a trigger works, man. And we have to be careful because um, when the enemy or, or whoever knows your trigger. You know, it can be somebody from your past. They know what, what triggers you. They'll use it against you the rest of your life, you know. But, True. again, then there's Definitely. another way to where, uh, like you were talking about, you know, uh, if you see somebody bowing down or living beneath their privileges, not standing up and being who God made them to be, that triggers – does that trigger anger in you or does that trigger you to – you know, to to go to them and try to point them in the right direction and tell them to lift your head. Okay, so you're talking about reaction and, and response, 
You know what I mean? Right. When I when I respond to someone, um, no man has the control. We were just talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. The situation may cause me to respond or react, but no man can have the control or the power to just come and push the button because it's not it's not yours to do. It's my problem. You know what I mean? And again, like I said, my problem is thinking that every man should think like me when it comes to themselves. That's my problem. But have you always thought like you? In other words, what I'm saying, there's always a, a season of, of of growth. I, matter of fact, if I had thought, uh, you know, 10 years ago the way I think now, uh, <laughs> I probably would have avoided a lot of um, mistakes. And so growth has taken place by, you know, number one, my relationship with God, and then number two, uh, being around good people. And I say that because the Bible said that, if you hang around wise people, you'll be wise. So, you know, that, that caused me to grow. So let's just say I'm not on quick level today. Uh, okay, so so if I'm not on quick level today, quick feels like I should think like quick things. And I probably should, but I'm not there yet, you know. So it's quick going to give me a chance to get there. Oh, yeah. Quick definitely going to give me a chance to get there. And quick also going to – Reminds you of who you are, you know what I mean? There because we go. It may there be, go. it may be, it may, it may be an ideal of ignorance that you don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, if if I am who I say that I am, who 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 is my responsibility to you that for me to be? I'm I'm gonna let you know that no, bro, this is you're more than this. No one else may tell you that you're more. I'm gonna tell you that you're more, and it should resonate mm-hmm. deeper because. I look like you. Now, the, the 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 route that you're taking is the route that all of us uh, should take. I mean, Miss Quick should, the you know, the Bible says that the old women ought to teach the younger women. You know, uh, you know, uh, it said parents. You know, you're supposed to raise your children up in a way that they should go. We every time we see them doing something. Out of order, it ought to be a trigger. It ought to be a teaching moment, and we miss those, and we end up raising a generation of, you know, uninformed, unintelligent, uh, you know, uh, I hate to say the word ignorant. I don't mean it in that manner, but, um, you know, so so they, there needs to be something that you know triggers you that says, man, listen, hold your head up. Don't you dare think that that man is better than you. That man may be better than you at a certain thing, but he's not a better man than you. And uh, that that would really, uh, you know, that that would really help a lot. I mean, how many young guys have you heard? I mean, you know, has ever heard their dad or another man affirm them and say, "Look, brother, lift up your head. You're just as good as they are." How many young girls have heard their dad, you know, tell them, "Listen, you are not a." Uh, a whore or nothing else. You ain't you ain't none of that. You are a queen, and that's the way you're gonna carry yourself. You know. When is the last time that you know we we really took on that responsibility, and it triggered us to say, okay, you, you I'm not gonna let you walk like that. I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you live like that. I'm I'm gonna hold you accountable or whatever. That needs to be a trigger, man. That's the that's our responsibility, and we see it every single day. Um, you know, I, I 
you know, that picture of my wife, um, I don't know, Monday. May have been Saturday. I don't even remember. But anyway, I told her, I said, look, you know, uh, I want to first of all apologize to you, but you ain't wearing that no more. You don't, you don't need to wear that no more. It don't look nice on you. It don't make you look nice. Don't you ever. And I wasn't angry. I was. Yes, I was. You know, because, no, you, you, don't, you don't go out like that. Well, it, it triggered something in me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. It does. And, and that's, all, that's all that I'm saying, man. We got to. I mean, that's a, I mean, I know this is a loaded subject, a loaded topic. Uh, and majority of people are not going to look at it that, that way. When you say trigger, they're talking about, okay, now you done made me step outside myself and in my feelings, and now I got to, I got to do something to you. But that it don't have to get to that point. You know, no. we need something no. to, to 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 cause us to spring, cause us to spring into action. Well, Miss Quinn, what's your thoughts on that? I I I think that that you're both right. Um, my my question is is okay with with say for instance the situation that you know my husband encountered was um, out and about and and asked someone for you know for directions like how do we get out of you know like how do we where's the exit and the response was yesterday or so is it's you know here or there, what have you, and and then that's on one encounter, and then on another encounter, um, you know, it a guy was just very uh, apologetic, um, but in him being apologetic, he wasn't confident, you know, like he liked eye contact, and he was, you know, kind of tucked his head, and you know, almost mm-hmm. as if he were in in trouble, and and mm-hmm. and so my it it. Again, like like my husband said, it triggered something within him. Um, and yeah. so my question was, is how can, if that's the way that, and I'm just trying to understand, but if that's the way that he is, like, how can it trigger something in you? And, and you see what I mean? It's like, I do. If that's the way that he is, you know, like how does how does that trigger something in you? Is it like what what would make you correlate his response or his, you know, reaction to you um to a slave mentality? Or you, so, you understand what I'm saying? Like is is there I, a fine line between um well is there a fine line between hospitality and um, losing or, you know, like low self-confidence, I guess. So I, I understand your question, but I think that um, it doesn't matter what your, your job is or, or your, your vocation. What It goes back to, to the older times when, you know, you hear the stories where your grandmother say that, you know, she couldn't look the little white boy in his eye or, 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 or it was still yes, sir, to the little boy. You dig what I mean? So... I'm, I'm, although you and I resemble, you're my senior. You dig what I mean? So mm-hmm. treat me with respect, although I'm treating you with the respect because you're my senior, because you're a man. You dig? Because, in fact, I aspire to 
reach your your age level. You, you, you follow me? So that's where it, 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 it really goes deeper to me because me being a grown man can't looking you know can't look at this this twelve year old boy in the aisle this six year old and he's boy go over there and, and sit down you know what I mean like I would snatch the little boy soul out of it me being me who I am this day you dig what I mean mm-hmm. so when you have right. situations like that that's where it go as a black man it resonates a little deeper in that regard because. Because society, of, society aren't teaching you or allowing you, to, and I hate that term, but to be the man that you are. You know what I mean? So you got to step outside of society's shackles and be the man that you are. You follow me? Yes. So, so for for you, it it's knowing what your ancestors have been through and where they've come from. And then when you see a reaction of a black man, um, you know, when you see a black man reacting to you in such a manner, it, it's almost offensive because you, you're you standing there and, and they're your senior, you know, and, you know, you're standing there with almost an instant respect for him, this black man being your senior um, and having lived life longer than you, you know, but he in turn, while he's trying to show you some respect, he in turn loses your respect because of the way that he's trying to respect you. Is that because you it, can't, it's you almost can't like me if it seems as though you lack respect for yourself? Right, right. Now, okay, and 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 you, the the trigger point for you is is because of of where we come from as as people and where you come from as black man as a black man not being able to have eye contact with uh you know just being straight up a white man or or a white boy um just knowing that history it it fuels something inside of you yes that that's exactly what it is remember some a few uh Episodes ago, when we were talking about the Klan, and I was saying it's not that they've done anything to me. I'm stepping. It was the guy who was walking around the store with the hood on. I'm stepping down because of the fear that that you, the way you had my folks in fear. That's why I'm upset. Y- y'all haven't done nothing to me. I ain't scared of none of y'all. Mm-hmm. Guys, you know what I mean? But when it comes to the way that y'all have triggered the fear in my family and my ancestors. That's what upsets me. That's what mm-hmm. will have me react versus respond. And then, and then the fact that still today, um, a black man, in, in so many, in certain situations, still today, a black man is still not expected to or allowed to look another man in his eye and conduct business, or look another man in his eye and. Be confident in who he is. They, you know, it's it's almost like tuck your tuck your head between your tail and, and walk on by, as opposed to stand up and put your chest out. Absolutely, like Pastor said, you know, maybe they don't know. If Pastor, I'm let you respond, but maybe they don't know. Nah, so, I'm... as a man, you go ahead and you tell them. 
you know, bro, hold your head up, you know, square your shoulders away, man. Yeah, as a man, maybe nobody told you, for instance, when I came up being raised by my mother and by my grandmother, um, neither one of them told me, now whether they knew it or whether they didn't know it, I, I can't say that, but neither one of them told me, you know, you look a man in his eyes. When you squeeze his hand, you put some grip on it. You know, you let him know you're just as much man as he is. And see, as, you know, it's kind of like what Quick was saying. Uh, it's almost a code of a real man to know you don't ever, you don't ever look at anything other than in that man's. I'm not, I'm not concerned about what you got on. I don't care about your height, your weight, none of that stuff. I'm going to look at you square in your eyes. When I shake your hand, I'm going to put a grip on you. I'm going to let you know I'm here. I'm just as man, but you're man. And I want to feel you, your man. I want to know that, that you're a man. And, and, you know, when you see somebody not doing that, that's someone that either, either hasn't been taught or they've been beat down to where they feel like mm-hmm. they are less than. And that, that's, that's, you should never, ever do that because uh, if, if, to be honest with you, uh, as a man, um, it does anger you to know because a lot of times it's, uh, the way one of us looks, sometimes all of us are judged by, you know, a lot of times, you know, you say all men are dogs. Well, that's not the case. But if you see this man here, you mm-hmm. won't look anybody in the eyes. Well, you know, a black man, he's this. No, no, no. You got you took the wrong black man's hand or whatever. And so, in other words, when that brother's going out, he's representing me. He's representing quick, and he needs to he needs to he needs to be about it, you know, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. So it's our responsibility to let him know. Now the difference between me and quick is quick sounds like what he was just saying, and he he said this many times before. You know, he always goes back to the ancestors. It triggers him to uh, defend the ancestors, if you will. My trigger is the exact opposite. Mine is to defend the future. I I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. It bothers me to see you got young men around here, pants hanging halfway off of their butt, you know, um, and they don't know the history behind that. They don't take the time to understand. So I got to take the time to, um, you know, to uh, to educate them. So I, I'm I'm okay with the past, um, you know. For instance, and I'll just give you an example. When I hear. Um, you know, my ancestors, and I do understand, please, everybody that want to call in or text or whatever, please, I do understand. I do get it. I didn't live in that era. I didn't pick cotton. I didn't I didn't march with Dr. King, none of that stuff. So let me go ahead and put that disclaimer out there. But as a black man right now, you know, who are, who's standing on the shoulders of, of giants, I mean, and I understand that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it offends me to hear my people, my black people walking around arm in arm singing, we shall overcome. I'm offended by that. I'm offended by that because those folk broke their backs. Those folk gave everything they had. Now I can go, and even when you don't treat me fairly, guess what? I've got the ability. I've got the wisdom. I've got the knowledge. I've got the drive and the determination. I can make something out of myself. I'm not depending on you to give me anything, even though you can do mm-hmm. it whatever you think you can do to hinder me, but as a black man, you're not going to hold me down because I'm an educated mm. black man. Not only that, but I'm a saved black man that's got God on my side. So with that being understood, I'm not going to sit here and say, we shall overcome as if, uh, you know, once you give me my 40 acres of the mule, everything is all right. So 
Okay, uh, all right. uh, quick is triggered to defend the ancestors. So when you see that person walking around broad daylight with that hood on, you know, uh, 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 Quick's not afraid of him. He's just saying, you know, you 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 stoked fear in my ancestors, you know. And I'm to the point where I want to tell everybody, listen, brother, when you hear that word nigger, when you hear that word like that, you know what? Don't you even let it offend you because this is what it means. Don't you carry yourself like it. Don't you act like it. Don't you answer to it because the one that called you that, that's what they are. That's what I want to tell the young bucks is wanting to walking around now. But instead, see, you know, I see walking around as a term of endearment, you know. So see, now, real quick now, and I'm, and I'm, I'm sorry. For, for me, you know, not only because in order for me to get to the youth, I got to yeah. first understand the ancestors, you know what I mean? And because nothing is new under the sun. You know, when we, when we nothing. went out, we put on our Sunday's best. You know, back in the, right. in the, in the older time, you had classic men. You know, they put on their suits. Even if they go into the juke joint, they got on their suits. That's suit. right. That's right. You know what I mean? They, they're not, they, they're going to, to look a certain way so they'll feel a certain way. That's you follow right. me? So, and they're going to be accepted and, re, and reverend a certain way. So once you go, once they go out here like this, so now you talk to the youth and you, you have something to stand on where you say, bro, you shouldn't wear your pants like that. Not only this no is doubt. the way, this is what it represents, but this is how our people did our thing. You, you know what I mean? So all that plays a part, the, the past, just like it does in the future. Where we at now is a pivotal moment in order to redirect, but we're going to need the reference of the past. Oh, because no every time they that. stepped out, they, they had, they was to the nines. No doubt about it. No now, doubt about it. You, you using the N-word, I'm going to ask you what, I want to know what it means first. You call me a nigga, what does that mean? <laughs> now, when you going to say that mean you black? Oh, now you just showed me who who's really ignorant. Because that's right. In the original times, it meant royalty. In the original times, it meant royalty. So when they had, this, when the slave had the the little prince walking through the through the through the field with his head held high and his you know shoulder squared away, and he was mm-hmm. talking to the other slave master. He says, you know what's wrong? He's like, uh, I, some that nigga there can't break him. He wasn't saying that black man he can't break. He was saying no. that prince, that guy right. of royalty, I can't break. Right. But it was but among, it got twisted along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was used among other black men. They looked up to you. They they aspired to be like you. That that means, like you said, it was it was a, a term of endearment. But then when it started getting flipped, to where you know now this is the lowest thing on the face of this earth. You're you're the next thing to an animal. You know. Or whatever, whatever, and then they started associating color with it. Now, now you messed it up. And then the guy, the young black guys that use it today, I don't know exactly, to be honest, what their definition is. I don't know if they're saying, 
Hey, my nigga, I, I don't know exactly what they, I don't know if they know exactly what they mean. Because if they're meaning it as a term of endearment, then why does it offend them when someone from the opposite Somebody else uses it? Right, right. So I, I think that, you know, the young black men need to be educated on it as well, you know, mm-hmm. as, as, as well. So. And that's part of the problem. You know, we, we allow uh, someone else to come and educate us about us. You know, you um, and, of course, they don't know. They only know from one perspective, so they're only going to teach you to their level of intellect slash ignorance. Because remember now, they, they're only going to teach you that, you know, you existed at slavery forward. They don't teach Which you that you had an existence before slavery. Which is just flat out ignorance. But see, to me, that's when you're taking someone else's word for it, and you're not studying for yourself. You, you, if you're going to sit there, even in what I do, if you're going to sit there and just believe everything I tell you, you know, then you, you probably you probably gonna miss the mark. You you know, at some point you gotta open it and say, okay, I, this is what the scripture said. This is you know, you gotta at least you gotta have something. You gotta have something because I'm not the um, originator. You gotta go back and you gotta get some some real uh, transcri- transcripts and manuscripts to verify, you know, what exactly what you're saying. And uh, so a lot of times we'll take people's word for it. And so that that's a that's a bad thing. We came into this thing just, man, please. That's 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 way off base. But you know, way off base. We'll leave it. We'll leave it right there. Because you know, they it, it was one one faith believes that you know the black skin is the skin that was cursed, and it was <laughs> like, how is it cursed if we was the original man? We are the original man. And our skin tone goes back to the beginning of time, you know, in in Africa, Ethiopia, the land of the burnt faces. That just doesn't make sense. And if you want to speak of, of this being faith, remember, we start we ha- we started polytheism, as well as monotheism. So, how is it that we have this, or have you taken the word to twist it? To make it work for you, so you can cure the ignorance. Because that's what they love to do. They love to get the ones that don't know any better and feed them the nonsense. Mm. Well, that's no I mean, different than Africa. I'm just saying. Yeah, you. That, you know, listen, man. Um, intimidation is something that <laughs> that we need to be careful with, man. If you got somebody that intimidates you, makes you feel less than. Or you feel like they're better. Again, I, listen, man. I, I'll I'll respect anything, anybody, at any time. But you're not a better man than I am. You may be a better, you know, whatever, whatever. You may be better at something, but you're not a better man. Um, I've got a kid now um, that plays um, college football. Plays for the University of Notre Dame, and. Uh, uh, he's probably 20, I'm, I'm going to say 22, whatever, whatever. Well, he's getting ready to make millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars. And his daddy told him, said, now, and I've been knowing this kid, been his pastor since he was, well, just about since he come in the world, to be honest with you. 
a very respectful young man and everything. His dad told him, said, you know, um, and I, this is the way he told me. He said, uh, he said, you know, he said, I want you to know, said, I'm, I'm going to make sure I do what my dad said. And uh, I said, what's that? He said, uh, my dad told me, said, when I get there, don't forget where I come from. Don't forget you to break you off something. I said, man, listen, you know, if you think that I've been doing this all these years so that you can come and take care of me, you got the wrong thought. That that ain't the way this thing works. I said, let me tell you something. I don't care if you make $20 million a, a I don't know if I said a second or a game, but you know I'm I'm not to be bought. I'm not to be you. You know that's not the way it is. I'm gonna do the same thing for you that I've always done. I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna ask you, are you doing the right thing? That's I mean before the games start, you know he and I pray together. You know he's gonna call me, he's gonna text me, and we're gonna pray together or whatever, whatever. He has a problem, he's gonna call. We're gonna discuss it. I'm gonna call and I'm gonna hold him accountable. Of, of whatever you know, but his dad makes him feel like he owes me something, and 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 you know that I don't agree with that. In other words, you just about well, I hate to say it the way his dad said it. He said, you know, don't forget the niggas that brought you up. No, bro, <laughs> no, we don't work. We don't work like that. So I told him, I said, you get that thought out of your head right now. We we we're not gonna operate like that. So man, you know, it's just this this warp mentality that we have. I, I don't know where we got it from. I don't know where we got our education from. Um, and I'm not gonna get into this tonight. I promise you, I'm not. But if you really want to know, I mean, I'm gonna say really want to know because I wasn't born then, and all I have is just um, old documents that I can read. And one of them is the Bible. And in Revelation, it gives you a description of. Uh, Jesus, and it talks about how his skin was dark. It talks about how his hair was was woolly. You know, it talks about that. So, you know, I don't. I'm I'm not against anybody. I could care less about any of it. But man, listen, I I'm not intimidated by another man. I'll respect him. I'll congratulate him. I will, you know, I'll listen, man. I'll stroke his ego, you know, because we're just talking. But when the rubber meets the road, you may be taller, you may have more, but you're not a better man than I am because I'm going to make sure that I'll be the best man that I'm supposed to be. So, you know, I've had the opportunity quick uh, to be on the stage with some hard hitters when it comes to ministry. Uh, there was a season in my life where I was rolling with them. And when I say rolling with them, I was invited. And when I got there, you know, I was chosen out of the crowd. You're going to be my eagle. You're going to be the next one. You're going to do this. You're going you're gonna to be my son in the ministry. This, on and on and on. Can you say a blessing right here? Can you pray right here? And I'm standing before thousands of people, man, and I'm like, man, they don't even know where I'm from. They don't know whatever, whatever. But you know what the amazing part of it was? When they called my name, my heart was beating fast, and I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? But when I got in my spot, when I got in the place where I was supposed to be, there was no nerves. There was no fear. It was just like I'm talking to you right now. Why? Because he's just another man like I am. He's just mm-hmm. another man like I am. And sometimes, man, we lose sight of that. We got to know, you know, who we are. We got to know who we are. And when you know who you are, you can't be bought, you can't be sold, you not you don't have a hidden agenda. You know, when I call you or I complain to you or I, you know, kind of get out of sorts or whatever, you don't say, you know, 
you know, pastor this and pastor that. You address me as a man, and that's what I need because that's what I'm having trouble with. And then when I get myself back together and you mess around and fall off, whatever, whatever, then guess what? Then we that, That's just the way it's got to be, man. Before God made the pastor, before God made the husband, before God made the father, he made me a man. And I know mm-hmm. I've been going on for a while. Y'all should take up an offering because I just preached, I guess. But mm-hmm. that's the way I feel about it. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? But I, I'm, I'm enjoying learning. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, th- this is not, obviously I'm not a man. This is not my whim. So just being able to understand the thought process um, of a man and being able to understand the... Uh, the reaction um, or the types of reactions, you know, to the lack of confidence in other men is is definitely helpful. You know, we have boys. So, you know, I'm just right now learning more about understanding, you know, my husband and who my boys are are going to be and and why they're going to be that way. So this is definitely, um, definitely interesting. So one of the things that come to my mind in in all this here is, you know, I would I would say you know, classism uh, that plays that plays a huge part, but I believe more than that, you know, it's it's um, well not even more. It's almost parallel, if not it promotes classes, and that's the education. You know, the things that we're taught and by whom we're taught can be just a greater hindrance as the experience themselves. Because if my my grandmother, who's, you know, in her 70s, and uh, my grandfather, who will be in his 90s right now, you know, have, have given me those, their experiences, um, is going to be to what they learned when they was young. You know what I mean? Because that's what they know. Mm-hmm. I was talking to this. Remember, I was talking to this this guy one time, and he got he fired me. Pastor, he fired me for talking to him and looking him in his eye. <laughs> Black man. And I'm like, what now? Granted, you know, he had that look like, you know, you know, I'm old, old, old man. Well, you know, no boy, I'll, I'll hit you, I'll knock your dick in the dirt. You know, you know, that's how he's talking. Yeah, talk, boy, you know. don't, don't uh, have me like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. But, 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 no, that's how they used to talk. That's, that's how they used to talk. And, you that's know, and, 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 I'm, and I'm young. That's what he said, right? And I'm one. Like, nah, you know, it, it ain't going to be that way. I didn't say it, but that was I had the same look. So for him to get upset, the fact that I'm, I'm looking him in his eyes when I talk to him, that's what we're taught. So you don't want a man. You don't want to be talking to a man. You want to be talking to uh, a slave. You know what I mean? Like you, you, want, you, want, you want to have that same mentality over another black man, although you're a black man, which I think is, is far worse. 
So I think it goes back to to their education, to not education, but their experiences that they put off on us. It won't work. But you know what? I got. I got. I got. Um, and it's funny. It's, it's, and I, please, the only thing I can ever use is, is my life and you know what I've learned. That that that's it. So I, I'm not going to talk about someone else's. Um, families or situations because I don't know the real deal behind it. But I can honestly tell you this. I've got uncles on both sides of my family, both sides, my dad's side and my mom's side. And when they talk to you, they would never look you in the eye. They would turn to the side. They'll turn their back on you. They'll listen to you now. Don't get me wrong. They'll help you. They'll do anything for you. But they're not going to look you in their eyes. They will not do it. And I don't know what they were taught. But they were the ones that told me, don't you, you know, if I look up at them, you know, it was like, okay, if I look at you in your eyes, at me being younger or whatever, I don't care if we were in the field throwing watermelons or out there on the basketball court or whatever, if I looked them in their eyes, that means I was ready to do something to them, you know, <laughs> you know. And it was funny because when I got in high school, I met a coach, and this guy would wear a bow tie or tie to school just about every day. And we were out there playing ball. And this is what he told me. I'm out there playing, and if I mess up or whatever, he stopped and he started talking. And he said, son, look at me. Son, look at me. Do you not hear what I'm saying? Look at me. And that was the first man that told me to look at him. And when I started looking at him, I was like, you know, I nod my head. I'd say, yes, sir, whatever, whatever. He wanted me to look at him so I could learn. So he knew I was paying attention. But on both sides of my family to this day, they will not look look at, to my knowledge, anybody in the eye. And I don't care if it's their wives. I don't care if it's their their mother. I don't care if it's me. They're going to turn to the side. They're going to drop their head. They're going to turn around. And they mean no disrespect whatsoever. But that's the way that it is. Now, was it the way that they were raised? I don't know. I'd, I'd really like to find out. I'd really like to find out. So, in other words, what I'm saying I was doing it because I saw them doing it, all right, to this day. Mm-hmm. Unless he's changed some things, my own father, my own dad, you know, he don't do that. He don't look you in the eye. And and, and here's here's the thing, quick. I'm saying it, I'm saying it to get something out of me, you know. Believe it or not, thank you, Lord, for showing me this. That's one of the reasons, and I didn't know it until tonight, why I don't respect him as a man. Because until you can look me in my eyes, come on, man, I know I'm the son. I I got that. But but look me in my eyes. If you look me in my eyes and then tell me you made a mess, if you look me in my eyes and then tell me I didn't do it right, if you look me in my eyes and then say, I'm sorry, I love you, it takes on a whole different meaning. Does that make sense to you? It does. And I didn't realize that until tonight, man, that that thing has – Something that's bothered me about it. It's like, dude, you know, I, you know, I say this dude, I say, and I, that's wrong with me. Don't get me wrong. But you've never looked me in my eyes unless it was when I was a baby. Look me in my eyes, man. Come on now. Look look at me. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. Anyway, I digress, man. I just got some healing tonight. No, you haven't digressed, man. That is, that is that's part of the problem. I believe, you know, are are you don't respect 
um, the elders or the older folks because they're not looking at them in their eyes. You know, um, effective communication goes with body language as well. When I shake yep. your hand and and I look you in your eyes, that that's and I say I'm gonna pay you next Friday. You you standing on something? That's a con. But that's if, a contract, if, brother. That's a contract. <laughs> right. But if but if I if I shake your hand and I'm looking every which way, you know, you got to snatch me back over there to, in front of you, and it's like, no, nah, you know what? Never mind. Because this is how I'm gonna have to do to get my money back. You know what I mean? Look here, man. Um, <laughs> man, you don't open up something, man. Y'all gonna have to excuse me. I gotta get this stuff out of me. I just had a wedding on Saturday, and I'm standing there and going through the vows or whatever, and you know, you go through the, you know, the, what you're, you know, required to say, what, whatever, whatever. And every time I would get ready to say something, he would look straight at me, and I had to stop and I say, "Hey, man, so look." You look at her, you're talking to her. I was whispering, man, you listen, you're talking to her, look at her. But while he's saying his vows, he's looking at me. Dude, you ain't married me. And you definitely he ain't going honeymoon with me. That ain't happening. Right. Look at that woman. <laughs> he's starting out wrong, man. He's starting, a good yeah. dude, I got nothing against him. But he's starting out wrong. He's not looking at her now. He's hmm. not looking at her now. And then when he started shedding some tears, they were genuine tears. He really loves that woman. I know he does. But even with that, he was trying to look away. I don't want her to see me cry. You know, so the, the entire ceremony, man, he glanced at her, but he didn't look at her. So you said the vows, but who were you saying them to? All I'm saying, mm. man, this is an issue that men in general, we need to get this right. And women, I think they need to help hold us accountable. Wow. Ms. Quick, does this sound crazy? <laughs> no, it makes it makes sense. It it makes a whole lot of sense. And it, quite frankly, even even as a woman, you know, I I don't know if it's just a man thing, or maybe you know, I I learned something that I shouldn't have been learning. But even as a woman, um, <laughs> look me, you know, look me in my eyes. My husband can't look at me in my in my face. If you can't. Your eyes can't meet mine, then I'ma think there's some kind of disconnect. Like what's wrong? Am I ugly? You can't you can't look at me. Um, you know, I'ma have some questions about that thing. And then even when when you guys mentioned even even the handshake. I was a, a young girl when I learned how to shake a hand and I learned in my grandma's kitchen. You know, as um, a family friend, he used to take, he was a photographer or whatever, and, and he sold cars. But, you know, more than that, he stood in my grandma's kitchen, and he taught me how to shake a hand. He said, let me, you, let me, let me see your handshake. Girl, you know, that's what they say. Let me, let me see how you shake a hand. And, uh, of course, I didn't know how to shake a hand, but he, he sat there and he told me, you know, how to grip how to grip a hand, and he said, and, you know, you, you look a man in the eye. And I thought, you know, okay. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, when am I going to shake somebody's hand? Like, I don't shake people's hand. But as an adult, that's something that that's, that's what you do. You know, like I said, that's how you conduct business. That's how you meet people. That's how you open a meeting. That's how you close a meeting. And, um, and, and even being in my field, when, 
when we had meetings and different things and people come to the office, like I that's how I judge a man's character. And that's how I deal with people. If if wow. you give me a strong handshake, then I know that I don't have to beat around the bush when I'm talking to you. You know, like I I know how to approach you. I know how to deliver to you depending on how you shake my hand. If you come in here and and you shake my hand and you drop your head at the same time, then I know you would rather hear from me by email. I know you would you know you would rather hear from me by phone. Um, but if you look me in my eye and, and you know, you give me a firm handshake, then I know I can walk to your office and, you know, knock on your door and address you in that manner. So, I mean, everything that you're saying, again, to me makes sense because if for, for some reason, you know, I, I learned it in my grandma's kitchen and, was, and it was all of a, you know, split two minutes maybe, if that. Um, so, yeah, it, I mean, it, and even with, with our boys, sometimes I find myself bending down or, you know, getting on my knees and saying, look at me when I'm talking to you. My husband does the same thing. <laughs> But, yeah. I mean, I, I do it as well because if, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I'm scolding them or if I'm lifting them up, whatever the case may be, like, look at me. I may not be smiling, but I want you to see my eyes. I want you to look at me. And and they do. Of course, you got to redirect them and, and they'll turn their head and they'll say, look at me again. You know, don't don't stop looking at mommy. Keep looking at me. Um, so even at the, at their young age, you know, we're teaching them. So, Again, for me, it makes total sense. And that's and and the funny thing is, I have two sides of both of those coins that you that, that both you just mentioned. For the reverse side of those two coins, I have when I would would shake someone's hand, and Pastor, they would be like, you know, you ain't got to you ain't got to grip so hard, you know, type deal. I have, I guess, some people say fairly large hands, and but it's not about me trying to to overpower you or intimidate you. I need you to know who you're dealing with. You follow me? Period. Yes, sir. And when I go, when I even when I talk to my son, you know, I look you, I look you when I'm when I'm talking to them. I move so it, to to their eyes. You know, like like you need to see that this is serious. I'm not gonna wait if we're having a man to man con. Conversation, you and I. I'm not gonna wait till you glance over at me. No, 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 no. I'm gonna move in your face, in your eyes, so you'll you see the severity of it because this could be life or death. So I'm gonna need you to understand the the, the way our souls meet, how this next step will play out. So you know, in all seriousness. Was about to transpire. God was. I had this guy. He he big. A a a a a a. He probably me and a half in height and in size. Hear me. And he trying to get out of this little Corvette. Just to, just to paint the picture for you. And he, we was talking about some things. And uh, I'm sitting out. So I'm smoking my cigar. We sitting down. And I, I, I go to I smoke a cigar and he talking. I look over at him, you know. He's he's every place but, you know, in this conversation. Cool. 
you know, so I'm already getting to let you know that I'm I'm starting to kind of take the tone that this is not really serious or you're trying to play games, you know. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and show you the severity of it. And so he was asking, I said, well, so you got any questions? I said, yeah. I said, What's, what, what collateral do I have? And so he uh, the question kind of threw him off and took him back because he looked at me. And when I looked at him, you know, he was like, what kind of collateral do you want? I said, your life. I'm making sure that you see me when I say this because I'm letting you know that the game that you're trying to play, because this affects my family, this is a, this affects everything. I'm letting you know that this is not a game that you should be playing with whom you're trying to play it with. From that day to this one, I've never seen that guy again. Never. <clears throat> never. And the guy that gave him my contact, I said, he was like, oh, man, he's, he, was, he was a scam artist. I said, bro, you gave him my number? So I had a problem with, with that. Now, of course, he came and showed his face, and he apologized again, man to man, face to face. He's not the smartest, but I can say when, in that regard, he go clean his face. He go come look at you in the eye, hey, I screwed up. You know what I mean? Uh, but this guy here, when, when you're dealing with people, if they can't look at you, if they can't shake your hand and look at you, regardless of a size difference, because at this point, size don't mean anything. It's about the soul of both of those men, the hearts of both of those men. And if you have an unpure heart, an unclean heart, the one with the clean heart is going to prevail every time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, that, that eye contact, to go back to your original topic, that's a trigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a trigger. Mm-hmm. It'll let you know who you're dealing with. Stories I want to tell you, first of all, if you've quick, I know you've seen it, but Miss Quick, you know, if you've ever watched boxing, before they go into the ring, before they start fighting, they got to stand toe-to-toe, and they got to look at each other square in the eyes, or they should be looking at each other square in the eyes, because that's, that's a lot of times the fight is won right there. But they're standing right there looking at him. And so many boxers have said, when we were standing there, I could see the fear in his eyes. Now, biblically speaking, there was a man, the Bible said, that was laid at a gate. And he could not walk. Um, he was down. Nothing was working for him. And two people, walked, two men walked by him, and he asked them for some money. And the men turned around and looked at him and said, look at us. In other words, don't ask me for anything. Look at us. See, until you make eye contact, until you, you know, are willing to approach this thing the right way, you know, uh, man, I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that we miss out on life because we just won't make eye contact. It matters. A handshake matters. I don't care if you're in a fraternity, a lodge. I don't care what it is. Look, kids playing. They'll have what they call a secret handshake. It's always something, man. There's something about that handshake, and there's something about that eye contact. It's it's biblical. It's spiritual. It's real. And we need to learn that because, again, that's a trigger right there. It tells me what type of man you are, you know, when you know, depending on how you look at me. My children, I can tell you if they're lying or not just when I look at them in the eyes. They ain't got to say a word. <laughs> I already know from just by looking at them, you know. And um, 
the Bible says this, and y'all can go research this for yourself and figure it all out, because I ain't figured it out yet. But this is what the Bible said. It was talking about people on the earth that no man has looked at God and lived. In other words, you can't stand to look at God because it lets you know how fiery and everything that you are. You're looking on greatness. You're looking on royalty. you start to feel guilty like, man, you know what? I can't even look at it. I don't even want to see him no more. You know, and things like that. And that's just the way that it is, yo. You know, it's a trigger. It lets people know who we are, what we're about, what we believe in. Um, and, you know, even when you join the church, oftentimes different denominations at least, they're going to give you what they call the right hand of fellowship. You know, shaking that hand right there, saying, welcome. You're a part of us now. I got you now. That's just the way it is. So this eye contact, this handshake, those are triggers. And we have to understand that not only as black men, but as black women. Um, Women, let me help you. If he can't look you in the eye, if he don't look you in the eye, maybe he's never been taught. Maybe he hasn't been taught. So let's, let's, let's throw that out there. But he ought to be able to look you in the eye. And say I love you he, sh- he shouldn't have to just write it on something He should be able to look you square in the eye And say I love you He should be able to look you in the eye and say You know what I'm going to provide for you I got you He should be able to do that As a man he should be able to do that And if he can't do it as a husband That means he didn't do it as a man mm. I don't know quick Maybe I'm saying too mm. much I'm, So I'm, I'm, I'm done 10, 14. No, 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 no You ain't giving no secrets away man you give him truth his way, man. Get him truth his way, bro. Because <laughs> they awesome. expect that of me, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, oh he, on, he on it again. But when you come <laughs> and say it, you know, they hit, they hit him different. <laughs> well, man, the truth is just the truth. I mean, it's, it's time for us to, um, you know, to understand that when God made me, he didn't make me a pastor. He made me a man first. I can't be an effective pastor. I can't be an effective husband or father without first being a man. I have to I have to I have to do that. I cannot be the best husband. I can't be the best father unless I'm got that manhood right. And a lot of times folk try to go into those relationships, they try to go into a relationship with a woman and not a man yet. They try to go into uh, a marriage relationship and they're not a man yet. You got to, first of all, the Bible said God made man. If God ain't made you yet, leave everything else alone. A man is what makes a good employee. A man is what makes a good, you know, uh, it's called a businessman. You know, you can't run a business if you're not a man. You're not going to run it effectively. But we got to make sure that we understand, y'all, that it takes a lot to be um, a man. Age don't make you a man. And whatever's dangling between your legs don't make you a man. It makes you a male, you know. And it's a distinct difference. It's a distinct difference. So, all right, quick. I'm I'm done, man. I ain't, I'm done. I am done, brother. Well, let me, let's get a woman's perspective on this, Miss Quick. What's your thoughts? You know. Uh well. Before before you before you go there, I, I do have one comment to say. What, what Pastor was saying about, um, you know, like it, it takes a man to to be a husband, and um, and the things that make up a man are the things that don't. Uh, 
unfortunately, for, for women, um, we don't know, most of us don't know what a real man looks like. Um, mm. Why? Because, wow. I mean, if, if, if you right. really think right. about it, you know, oh. so we, we don't. We, we have this idea, um, but we don't. I mean, it's kind of like you really don't know what a real man is unless you run across a real man and and you sit there and you have conversations like this to pick apart the the pieces or the qualities or the characteristics that that make these two males different. And then, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, well, that must be a man. (coughs) So when you talk about um, these different triggers that you both have, as men with other men, I think that should be, you know, it's, it's like um, a learning point for us to kind of understand that, okay, a man should be able to look you in your eye. Um, a man should be able to do X, Y, Z. A man should be able to have, you know, confidence in who he is and what he does and different things like that because quite often, you know, we, we just don't know. Um, we We think that you know, to some women, a man may be just someone who gets up and go to work every day, um, and and that's all he does. You know, well, well, that's not the only quality of a man. Maybe a quality of a provider, but not a man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that at some point we need to have a conversation, um, not just in 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 this aspect, but a conversation. Um, to give women a little bit more understanding of what a man is and isn't, should be and shouldn't be. Um, you know, because I may think I have a man and, and he's still walking around with his pants halfway down his butt. Well, that's not, you know, like you said, what's between his legs don't make him a man. Shoot, quite frankly, showing it don't make him a man. Um, but it's, it's acting, you know, it's, it's acting the part. And so I think that, you know, that's another another call for another day, but I just wanted to chime in and say that. Okay, so I appreciate that. And we definitely go uh, table that. And, but we will, we will come back to it. But what what do you think about, you know, from a female perspective, you know, about what you've heard what Pastor just said and, and all this kind of stuff, you know. I know you mentioned earlier about the shaking of a hand, and how how do you feel? So, for example, I I can call you and say, baby, this that twenty third, or you call me and you say we got a problem this that twenty third, and I tell you it's gonna be all right. Does that resonate the same as if I'm looking you in your eyes and say, baby, it's gonna be all right, or excuse me, wife, it's gonna be all right. Um, yes and no. I mean, if you have to think about it, if if we were in the early phases of the get to know one another, then and you said it's gonna be all right over the phone, yeah, I take it with a grain of salt. Um, but what, what we've done is we've built, you know, uh, a relationship in such a way that now if you say it, okay, I know it's gonna be okay. I know it's gonna be all right. Why? Because I know that. At some point, 
you've looked me in my eye and told me that once before. So now it's, you know, like over the phone, you just reiterate. And um, so I think that, that we're past that. You know, like I know when you say it's going to be all right, it's going to be all right. For for folks who are new in new relationships, then, or, you know, what whatever, um, it's, it's important to, you know, have that eye contact and it's important to have that trust because that's what it takes. It takes me to trust you in order to to know that what you're saying is going to come to pass. You know, it's going to be all right. And in order for me to know that, then I have to have a, a level of trust there. So, you know, I would say that for new relationships, when you've built that trust and you're at that point, um, then, then yeah, you can, you know, you believe it. So, so, well, okay. Again, not me per se, because I, I built up a little credit along the way. I was saying for someone to say, <clears throat> it's going to be all right over the phone, does it hit the same as if they look in your eye and say it's going to be all right? It doesn't. Because, again, it, 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 it's with a grain of salt. Like, yeah, in one end, not forever. Okay, okay. You know, um, because there's no, you, you, can establish, don't, you can establish trust over the phone, but, again, it's how do you know it's going to be okay? You haven't done anything to show me that it's going to be okay. You know, it's, if I'm sitting here complaining about um, it being cold in the house, you haven't, okay, let, let me just go. I grew up with, I didn't grow up with, with actual electrical heat. I grew up with a wood stove, okay? So if I'm sitting here telling you that, you know, it, it's cold in the house and, and we're down to our last four pieces of wood and there's no wood outside, Okay, and I'm telling you this, and you say, well, babe, it's going to be okay. And, and two minutes after that, a truckload of wood didn't pull up. How am I supposed to believe that what you're saying is true? What have you done for me to, to trust what you say? So it, it, it does hit different with that eye contact and you're standing here in front of me saying it's going to be okay, stand over the phone. Because if you're in front of me, then I know you're here with me. I know that it's going to be okay because I know if I burn these last four pieces of wood, that one or two things going to happen. One, truck is coming. Or two, we going grabbing to a place where there's... Grabbing the axe. We, grabbing the axe, <laughs> going to cut down the tree. Hey, you know what, and and that's all well and fine. But if you're right here in the thick of it with me, then okay, I, there's a little more trust there. If you you know we just lollygagging on the phone, grain of salt. Oh yeah, okay. In meantime, I'm looking through a phone book, you know, trying to trying to see if I can go find shelter somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I just dated myself by saying the word phone book, y'all. Y'all didn't catch that, but. You know, it, you know, I'm taking it with a grain of salt because we're on the phone. You know, 
I agree. I can dig that. And I, but I think for me, you know, to your point, you know, me telling it over the phone versus me looking in your eye so you can see, you know, not me, you seeing the soul of me. And I tell you, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. One way or another, you know what I mean? Uh, but you know, past I'm 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 a little old. I'm a little classic. You know, I'm, I'm cussing and complaining as I lace up my boots because I'm about to go chop down this tree. You know, uh, I just pray that 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 it dry fast enough so that uh, we can put it on the fire. <laughs> but either way it goes, I'm going to get some wood. <laughs> Mom ain't gonna right. be, be cold for too long. You dig? That's right. But that, I think that's 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 where um, the man versus male thing come in at. You know, uh, it's the characteristics, it's the mentality. It's it's not about the the tools that's in your shed because hell, they changing them out nowadays. You dig? But <laughs> they're not changing out the characteristics. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, right, man. and and you know, it's it's one of those where see now. Now I know we good because because I know we good right now because you know that tree gonna have to dry out before it can burn, so I know we're gonna be all right because now I know you know whatever you gotta do you gonna you gonna chop it down and however it is you need to dry it or make sure it's dry we're gonna be able to burn it and let's see if if we talking to somebody who just who just blowing smoke you know like you don't even know you don't even know the tree gotta be dry to burn. You see what I'm saying? Like, how is it going to be all right when, when you're telling me it, it's raining outside and, and you're going to chop a tree? Don't you know they wet? But, see, you're going to take a little drive. You're going to take a little drive because wherever it is you had to come from work, you know, it, it wasn't raining there yet. So so you're going to go out yonder. You know what I mean? And, and you're going to get the tree from there in order for us to make it through the night. So, yeah, I know it's going to be okay because – because I now I know that you know what it takes that you you know what you're doing. It's like you know you you know a little something. Okay, all right, yeah, cool. We we gonna be all right then. We can you know we can go ahead and and and, and relax for a little bit because we're gonna be able to make it through tonight. Maybe I have been comfortable all my life, <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> Listen. Even if you don't, you don't know, I gotta go to the shop to get some strip to some wood that I already got cut back there, because it's always gonna be times where we you might have to go into the storehouse. You might have to go in there. You know, ain't no telling right. what you got tucked off in there. You know, we talking about that shit, Pastor. Now we talking about the real shit. Ain't no telling what yes, they sir. got tucked off in there. They got some everything off in there for the just in yes, case. For the just in case. Right. And see, and you know, these we, 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 uh, got moon, you know, we got moonshine back there. We got wood back there. We got <laughs> cool. Listen, whatever you need, we got back there. Right. <laughs> and see, and, and again, those are things that you know. That I mean, obviously for us, you know, those are things that you know about me. Um, I guess those types of things that that we share or those types of stories that we share, it it builds our foundation to a level of where 
you know, again, when, when you say it's going to be okay, then okay, I got nothing to worry about because I know come hell or high water, whatever it takes, you're going to get it done. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, because of our level of faith that I know God is going to make a way and, you know, use you to do so, but you you understand what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but we've built that. You know, we've built that. We we put time in. We we've talked. We've prayed. We've you know, God has allowed allowed us to get to this point to where we we've built the the trust between you and I and He and us, so that we have that. But you know, again, you know, if you if you weren't able to to look me in my face and you know you weren't able to you know, I mean, you don't have to shake my hand, but, you know, if you weren't able to give me that eye contact and to, and to stand up with, you know, with your chest out, like, I, <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't be where we are, you know, like, quite frankly, like, I don't, I'm not a woman who's going, you know, drop her shoulders and drop her head, and I don't, I sure don't want no man to do it. Like, it, well, you, you know, it, Wow. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, you have um when God made you for me, you know, he knew what you had, what he had in you, and he knew what he had in me. He knew that a certain woman wouldn't be wouldn't be right for me. Period. And he just like he knew that a certain man wouldn't be Right for you, especially if, if it was going to be the roles that he had designed for us. So you're going to get, you know, the guy with his shoulders slumped over and tucked down, and you know, pulling up the rear. That ain't that ain't what it's going to be. Not for you. Um, and 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 me in the back of anything. <laughs> We'll talk about that later, but me in the back of anything ain't gonna be ain't where I'm where I'm gonna be. You know what I mean? So that's that's the reason why it works. The the one of the things that everything is kind of it's like opposite day. Everything is switched around right now. To where the women mm-hmm. have the handshakes and looking a man in the eye and the man is, you know, looking all over the place. In fact, letting a woman step up and handle the business, which I have a mm-hmm. huge problem with because, like you know, I don't like to do business with women. I'd rather do business with men. Um, that's me because <laughs> of the the equal playing field. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't want anybody to ever feel like they're getting uh, one is more dominant than the other one or uh, one trying to finesse. And versus, you know what I mean? With two men doing business, mm-hmm. it ain't that type of party. So that's that's how it is with me and and with you. You know, when there's protocol in place, when certain people come, and certain things have to take place, and uh, we you understand, and that's what we do. When you're dealing with people nowadays, you know, the guy sitting in the car. Why the woman pumped the gas, or you know the woman over there giving this other guy a piece of her mind, and the guy 
you know, if someone else picking flowers. You, you follow me? And I'm one. I get quiet because I'm not go. I'm not go cuss this woman out because she's a woman. But bro, I need you to come over here so I can cuss you out. You know, for your woman. And so that y'all y'all both can hold hands and go back to the car. You follow me? That's that's how it is. I know. I know that maybe not may not be right. How it is for me because I'm a man. I deal with men as a man. You know what I mean? If right. a woman come here to do business, no, wife, you take care of that because I don't want it to see to be to be unbalanced, if you will, Pastor. Right. You follow me? I mean, I, I and I can definitely understand, like especially when you talk about triggers. You know, so now that after having this conversation, it actually makes more sense to me um, from from your perspective as far as like why certain um i guess mannerisms of of a man who is less confident um triggers something in you because even thinking about it in in this conversation you know like a, a trigger for me would be a woman or a girlfriend or a wife who tries to outshine in her relationship. Like, um, I don't know if that makes sense, but a woman who tries to act as if, and I'm not sure if they do or not, but a woman who tries to, to act as if she carries the, the weight of the man in a relationship. And when I say that, I say it in every aspect as far as, you know, providing financially, as far as um, making any other provisions um, in in the household, and you know, even to the to the aspect of making the decisions. Does that make sense? Mhm. It does. Like I, I guess that that sort of drives drives me nuts. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, because because the one thing, the the one thing that there's nothing wrong with being. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a woman who has a husband who plays his part or who does his job or, you know, or who is the head of the household. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like if if I am, am in a conversation um, and, and the only thing that I'm doing is I'm trying to one-up you. Well, yeah, he, you know, he he got a job, but the only thing he pay is the the light bill, the phone bill. I pay everything else. Now, whether it's true or not, why is it that I have to? Why do I have to put it out there as if I'm the one carrying the load? Or you know, well, I make more money than he do. Like. Why do I have to? Why do I have to compete with you if if we're one? If I'm your wife, like why do I have to compete with you? 
Like, we think as, as women, and I understand, don't get me wrong, I understand that we want to be paid more in the workplace, this, that, and the third. But when it comes to your marriage, like, why are you still competing with your husband? Like, you got to go out here and you got to compete with other people for a promotion. You got to compete, you know, for, shoot, probably for just about anything that you get. Why do you have to compete in your marriage? Like, that, I, I don't like that. I don't like women who who do that. I don't like women who, you know, brag and boast and make themselves or try to make themselves bigger than their husband. Uh, you know, the other side of that same coin, and I agree with you, because that does, that's another thing that toasts my goat. You know, as as a man, I fight every single day. I got to fight the white man, the white woman, and I also got to fight the black woman, like, and then I got to go home and fight my wife. Not to mention the. Now, I got to fight the niggas in the street. And when I say this, <laughs> I'm talking about the difference between the black man and the nigger. Follow what I'm saying. So, and now I got to go home and fight. Yeah, yeah. So now I got to go home and fight because now all I'm going to hear is all I pay is two bills and she pay everything else. And she knows she lies, you know, but. I don't feel like fighting. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna let it happen. You know, like I, I mean, I don't know that 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 just kind of. I guess I don't understand it, and maybe I don't understand it because I've never, you know, because that's that's not what we do. But more than that, like that's not what I've ever, that's not what I've ever seen. You know, like my grandparents were, you know. I mean. I'm not gonna say they they were an old couple, you know they they were they were old school. So, Pastor, let me ask you this question. Based on what you based on what you've just heard, do you think it's a it's a it's an insecure it's a it's an insecure issue? Because for me personally, it sounds like this entire conversation was uh, about a certain insecurity. Well, you can call it insecurity or arrogance, either one. But uh, mm-hmm. both of them are, are a product of pride, and uh, they need to be eliminated because the Bible said pride comes before a fall. And so if you're so proud, prideful until you've got to let other folk know that you're the dominant partner or whatever, you got some major issues. you got some serious, and I don't care if it's on the, the male side or you know, or, or the woman's side, because a lot of men will go in and say, man, my old, usually they'll say, old lady, old lady don't cook, man, right. she don't clean, bro, she don't, man, I have to go and do this, I have to go and do that, or that woman, you know, maybe talking to her friends, and she might say, you know, he he come in from work, and that's, that's it, just in front of the TV, and that's, he don't do nothing, he just, I mean, man, I'm having to foot all the bills, you know, you, you have to be careful with all of that. You have to be very, very careful with all that. Matter of fact, you're going against your vows because the Bible says, um, if the Bible supports the vow that says, um, and the two shall become one. And so when two becomes one, then what happens is neither is greater than the other. Both have responsibilities, but you don't ever down disgrace or do anything like that. Um, you know, to your spouse, that's just the wrong thing to do. I've I've had it done to me, and 
instead of retaliating publicly, embarrassing my wife or whatever, the way that she was, I guess, trying to embarrass me, if you will, uh, you know, I made sure I was a man about it. And but when I got home, I made sure I addressed it and made sure that it don't ever happen again. You know, so sometimes you'll let pride get in the way and you'll start to speak and talk about what you're doing. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. Whenever you get married, uh, there is no more me. My, I call them this no more, uh, no more of these Johnny Gill Christians. It's my, my, my. No, I don't do that no more. It goes French and it says we. That's what I call it, Johnny Gill Christian. So you have to, you have to uh, get rid of, you know, <clears throat> this is this is mine, that's mine, 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 mine. No, 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 no. This is we now. We. This is our children. This is our house, our car. This is our whatever. <clears throat> this is our problem, our issue. And so whenever you make it that any other way, yeah, you got a very, you got a, a definite security problem or issue or predicament problem situation circumstance you call a whole lot of stuff but it's just wrong and dangerous and dangerous because when somebody hears that you got a shortfall in an area you best believe that somebody there to pick up that slack you know so you have to be very 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 careful um who you talk to about Issues like that. Matter of fact, you shouldn't. If you're not talking to each other, or God about it. You might want to keep it to yourself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> listen! I am a firm believer. I am a firm believer that if you have a problem with me and you don't bring it to me, you don't have a problem because you got a secret. You dig? Because <laughs> ain't nobody can't nobody straighten me. Ain't yeah. ain't nobody checking me. You dig? You come to me and let me fix what it is about me. You dig? Or let me explain to you what the situation is so we can have an understanding. But the fact of the matter is, you, if you're going to talk to somebody else about me, <laughs> yeah, now y'all got a secret. Because neither one of you, you see what I mean? Like, come to me. Come talk to me. Because mm-hmm. you may go to somebody else and you don't went out around the town when you went to the other person and you're like, oh, man, that's just the way he is, man. He don't mean no harm, brother. Do, do cool as can be. I'm like, oh, but damn, I done told so-and-so, 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 and so-and-so. And, so-and-so, and, so-and-so, and, like and you ain't going to double back and say, you know what? I was wrong. You ain't going to double back and say you wrong. That's it. Don't, as my, as my grandma would say, me. that's how lives get started. <laughs> and don't talk about me. Talk to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, there's a difference when it comes to, and we've we've gotten over into marriage now. But there's a difference uh, when you know you talk about marriage. There's a difference in um, keeping secrecy and just you know having some private issues. Now, there's some things you're gonna keep private. Now, there shouldn't be any secrets among between the two. That that that's that's the dangerous. That's the trigger right there. You gotta you gotta <laughs> you keep something secret from me. Ooh, that's a trigger. That's a trigger right there. You don't trust me no more than that. So I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. We got over in the marriage now. We all over the place with this. No, because we still yeah. in order for a marriage to be to be successful. And I'm sorry, Miss Quick, you have this name. Yeah. But in order for a marriage to be successful, it has to be between a man and a woman, meaning two mature adults, not in age, but mentality, spirituality, and all those realities in order for it to work. Yeah. 
Yep. Miss Quick, what you was about to say? Well, I mean, he was saying we got over in the marriage, but I was going to, you know, triggers aren't limited. You know, triggers, I mean, as a matter of fact, they are unlimited. They are many different, you know, aspects in, in, in our lives that cause triggers, you know, or yeah. that will cause something to trigger. Um, and, and not necessarily, you know, a reaction or, or response, but again, provoke a um, certain feeling or a certain thought or, you know, certain you know, I don't know, just just remember a certain situation. So, I mean, I think you got to be careful with triggers, and, and you got to be able to um, – I'm still learning that, you know, some, some triggers, again, that that one that, that came up tonight basically came up because of, of the conversation that we were having. But, um, you know, I have – I'm sure I have more that are undiscovered. Um, you know, I, I have one being called, you know – Little girl, I don't know why that, you know. But that boy, you want to light a fire in me? Call me a little girl, you know. I'm like one of them kids on the playground. Say it again, you know. As, as, as I'm, as I'm, you know, digging my foot in the dirt to bum rush your butt. But yeah, so, um, you know, I think that the thing about triggers is that we we have to recognize them, and I guess knowing you know, where they come from or, or why they exist is, you know, gives us a, a better guide on how to handle them or how to respond. Uh, now, with mine, you know, I'm I'm so, so blessed that we was able to get down to the root of it, you know, um, and now moving forward, it, it would be more like 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 pastor's perspective of opportunities to teach. You know, I'm gonna call you out. Let me let me I'm gonna call you out, bro. Hold your hold your head up. You know, just like when these guys were walking by one day and I'm out smoking my cigar and everything was you know they be walking by smoking smoking weed and we out in public right we out like next to Publix and on the sidewalk and. You know, it's my bitch this and, and bitch that and, and every other word and pants hanging down. Everything that that I'm so ashamed of, you know, uh, it's like I'm like, damn, like I'm I'm living because you 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 misrepresenting me. Because remember now, we're we're like the only species that carries the entire race, the entire culture on our back, the entire. You walking around like this, and now everything that I've built, I've established out here, you misrepresenting me. You dig? So it, it cut me to the core. To when they left, now I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it was three of them, but one of them left before the other two did, who was the, the more mild-mannered one. And when the other two came back, I guess, you know, oh, we must embarrass him or something. You know, they, they felt some kind of way. That he left him, and I felt some kind of way with them passing back by, because y'all embarrass y'all 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 are embarrassment with the, with the S to the race to the culture, and when I say the culture, I'm not talking about any other culture, but the culture of masculinity. It, it bothered me. Now I'm still sitting out smoking my cigar, 
and it's, 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 I'm thinking like, damn, like, you know, I'm out here with these folks around, you know, I've established, I've built, and these folks will look at me different based on these guys' actions, you know, these N-words, these Mondays' actions. And I'm really holding, I'm, I'm upset. This guy came by, white guy, spoke to me as though, like, I don't know if he ran across those guys. Maybe it was refreshing that he come by and he see something with more with more class than what he passed uh, further up or whatever the case may be. But he and I, we, you know, we, we conversed for, for a bit and he went on about his business. I continued to smoke my cigar and it was like he didn't see me any different than he usually see me out here smoking a cigar. Um, so I guess it made me feel better knowing that that was just in my head. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm angry in my head at those guys because they look like me. But then other people looking like that's just them. You're not you're you're a good one. You're not like them, those guys. You know. Um so it could be one of those things where a lot of the things that we're experiencing or ideas that we have is in our head. Is that possible? Triggers, but it could be our own triggers. Of course. And I think, too, you know, something Pastor tapped into a little bit earlier is that you're looking at those guys, like you're sitting there on the bench looking at those guys past, you know, um, but in 10 years they could be you. Sitting, sitting on that bench, looking at another generation past. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's kind of like Pastor. I said something earlier about like um, life through life and 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 growth, and of course your your relationship with with Christ and in faith. Is you've matured in the last ten years? Shoot, probably in the last two months. You know, you've gotten older and wiser every day. So those guys will have, you know, granted, Lord willing, they live long enough and experience a little bit more. They, too, will get to your level of of wisdom and and knowledge, and they'll be sitting on the bench, you know. So I think that that it's important that, you know, like we, we remember even those things that trigger us, we take the opportunity to educate where we can, when we can. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I, I think that's part of the reason why I prefer my beard gray. You know, uh, <laughs> just so I, I don't look like these young guys. Um, because Lord knows, I relish the thought of of conducting myself like these young guys, you know, even with no beard or whatever, I still conducted myself as a man. But this generation here, and, and it's and it's our fault because we're we're quiet. We're we're not, as Pastor said earlier, we're not calling them out and, and, and redirecting them. Um, well, out in public, I do it, you know, in the shop, but in public, I I don't. Um, I, I really, I hate to say this, but I kind of turn my nose up at them. Like, 
you know, <laughs> that's sad. Lord, that's sad. Uh, Pastor, go ahead, because I'm, hmm. I'm about to stick my foot in my mouth, man. Go ahead on, man. Well, I, I, you know, um, I was listening to you guys talk, and one of the things that I, that I probably should have said earlier, but I wasn't thinking about it, and as you guys were talking, I was sticking my whole leg in my mouth because, you know, it was came clear to me that a lot of things, a lot of times, you know, whenever you have gotten your connection with God, a lot of what we're calling triggers are really they're nothing but assignments. It's something mm. that God has allowed you to see, something that troubled you that you're supposed to address. Because if you don't, Ooh. if you don't make it right, if you don't open your mouth, you know, then how will they ever know any better? Uh, you know, is that wow. guy, that young guy, ten years from now, is he still on the corner, still smoking his weed and and you know saying the b word because you didn't say something ten years ago? Is he still abusing his wife and, you know, thinking he's a man just because he's a man in the bedroom and not a man in the living room, the kitchen, or in the garage? You know, is, it, mm. is he that way because we didn't say anything? So, see, some of these triggers are nothing but opportunities to change a generation. Some of these triggers are nothing but the hand of God saying, look, you're my hand, you're my eyes, you're my legs, you're my mouth. God's not going to come down here on this earth and fix anything. If I need to be encouraged, God's gonna touch quick, miss quick somebody to just 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 tell me, listen, you hold on, it's gonna be all right. If uh, I'm gonna be blessed down here, God's not gonna rain down hundred dollar bills. He's gonna send it through a person. So a lot of times the triggers that we're experiencing is uh, God showing us opportunities and assignments that we need to take on. You know, and we see them and it disturbs us. And I like the way Quick said it because I think, you know, I know I'm guilty of it. Sometimes you turn your nose up to it instead of opening your mouth to it. Mm. Why is it that mm-hmm. Why is it that God allowed you to see it and nobody else did? You know, uh, like Quick said, somebody else came out the store, they saw it, and their mentality very well could have been, as he said, you know, you wanted the good ones. But here I am, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to keep a young brother out of jail, to keep a young brother from making a mistake, for helping him to understand that walking around here with your pants down and that 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 thing in your mouth that that's not that's not what manhood is all about. Let me show you something, young brother. Let me show you, you know. And, and oftentimes it's our fault. It's our it's on us. So. That's another side of triggers that I want us to understand. Triggers are sometimes opportunities. They're opportunities. When you see somebody with their head down, when you see somebody that's down and out, when you see somebody that's um, doing it the wrong way, we shouldn't make the assumption that they're doing it the wrong way because uh, that's what they chose to do. Maybe they don't know what else to do. You know, I was raised Mm -hmm. up by, by women. So because I was raised up by women, if I'm, you know, I was walking, the only way I knew how to walk, I didn't know anything about walking, you know, and I had an uncle that said, you know, he he said some words that weren't nice, and I'm not going to repeat them here, he told me to stop walking like something, 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 and, you know, it offended me, it made me mad, or whatever, but he didn't stop there, 
He said, boy, you need to do this. And he, he showed me how he was. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. if uh-huh. nothing else other than to shut him up, I watched how every other man walked. And I walked like that just to shut him up so he wouldn't call me that name anymore. So guess what? He took the time to to teach me something. And so that's what it's, it's all about, y'all. Triggers are opportunities. Triggers are God's way of saying, listen, this is your assignment. Now you teach them. You teach them. I don't care if they don't have a father at home. You're a father. I don't care if they've never seen a man. You're a man. I don't care if they don't have a, a mom at home. You're a mother. You know, you teach them. You teach them. You show them um, the, the right way. You teach them to observe all things. And that's just the way that it is, man. So um, you say you had your foot in your mouth. <laughs> you didn't have a half of it because I had the other half in mind because, like oh, you, I, I kind of, you know, I didn't turn my nose up. I just turned my eyes the other way. I didn't want to see that. I don't. I didn't want to check this out. I didn't want to make eye contact with them because if I make eye contact with them, I probably could see the pain, you know, in their in their faces. But anyway. Uh, it's definitely time to get you know, off the line now. Cause... <laughs> Go ahead, brother. No, you know, it, it, they probably want to make eye contact with you because, yeah. you know, you, you can see the pain or you can see the insecurity in themselves. And that's, that's right. what they didn't they didn't want. You know, these guys walk by and it's the same thing, bro. Like, they will not, they will not even speak to me, bro. But yeah. you're talking loud. Like, you want attention. You want acknowledgement. Right, but right. You're 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 acting like a child. So if anything, I will I'm going to chastise you or discipline you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But 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 you're a man. You know, um, you have facial hair, but you don't have facial hair. You know what I mean? So you're really not quite there yet. You know, you're still walking around with the little. You know the with the the patches and the and the peach fuzz because this is yeah. holding on to this because this is how you you identify yourself as a man. But right. the fact of the matter is, the, your hair grows from within. Your soul fertilizes your your hair. Hmm. You, you follow me? So if 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 yes, it's sir. weary, if it's you know not quite ready ready to to bear fruit, then your hair won't grow. Just so you have an under, uh, idea of where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. The maturation isn't there. You want to look the part, but the maturation haven't quite gotten there because chronological, your years and your maturity level isn't in sync. The knowledge of who you are isn't reflective of how mature you are, how old you are, all those good things. So you all, you're insecure because you're confused. Your license say one thing. You know, you, you get an erection when you say a bra, that says something else. All these things mm-hmm. have you thinking that this makes you a man, but the fact of the matter is the way you conduct yourself contradicts all that. Well, you know, you, you you said it. You said one thing. You said 
uh, that when they come by, they, they're not making eye contact with you, but they're they're talking loud. They're basically screaming. I want you to think about um, and that's a cry for help because if you think about a little baby, you know, whenever they're a month old, two months old, the only way they know how to ask for help is scream. When they scream, they mm-hmm. eat the diapers wet, they're hungry, or they just need some attention. And so when uh, we get older, since, since we don't know how to articulate what's going on, we start screaming, we talk loud, or we do something oh. to get somebody's attention. So we're still, you know, crying out for help. We're still crying out for oh. help. So, you know, uh, that's what we do. That's what we do. And then God help me, when they get older, they do just like little babies. They start calling women, Mom, come in, Mama. Mama, you still saying Mama like Uh-oh. you did when you were seven, six months old. So anyway, man. Oh. Boy, look at here. Hey, you know, it's awesome tonight, Pastor. Now, you know, I don't know what you've been on tonight, but, boy, you look here. You done, you done stitched up some nah. things. It makes a whole lot of sense mm-hmm. now. Nah, man. We uh, listen. You <laughs> you got that topic out there as usual, both of you. And um, you know, it's always ninety <laughs> percent of the time it seems like it's always personal with me. It's something that um, you know, I, I I'm I'm able to learn, I grasp from it. So I, I thank you guys so much um, for it. But uh, quick, I do want to say this to you, man. Um, there was something that just kind of just went off on me, went off in me whenever Miss Quick said that, in essence, you know, that most women don't know what a man looks like, and that 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 just that hit. And I would love to have just women to call in one week whenever you deem necessary, and hear them describe a man what he looks like. What he does, I'd love to hear that. You know, whether you and I just sit there and listen, or whether we contribute or whatever, um, I, I'd love to hear that, man. Because I think that's, a, I think that's a, you know, <laughs> they're not selling for, they're not accepting a man. They're 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 getting a provider. Some of them, some of them are getting a lover. Uh, some of them are getting a you know uh, a good cook. Uh, some of them are getting somebody with a jelly back. But how many are actually getting a man? You know what I'm saying? That you know, I don't know. When she said that, it was something that just kind of just kind of went off on the inside of me. So you know, um, we may want to we may want to think about that one day. You know, cause, let's do this. Let's <laughs> say this out right now. Let's say you know me. We on, we on, we on, we on, we on wait. We make moves, make it move. Get with your, 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 your singles, your singles ministry. Have them call in. Mm-hmm. Have all, have but, all of them call in and Miss Quick can, can, can run it. You know, maybe we'll initiate it with the question and let them have it. And that way. What? What? <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm 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 with you. I'll get it. I'll get in touch with them because um, you know it might take them. You 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 know between the two of us, we'll be able to pull it out of them because it's gonna take them a minute to let go. But 
once they let go, they, they're used to this kind of talk. So, um, wow. Yeah, brother, we need hey, to I'm, will, I'm willing. I'm, I'm willing. It, you know, as a man, I, I can take I can take my lashes. You dig? If, if I fall short, Miss Quick already knows. You let me know, and we're going to go somewhere. <laughs> you know, I might have to go to my closet and pray and cry, but when I come out, <laughs> it's time to go to work. Let's get it. I'll, I'll, I'll get started. I'll get started on this thing, man. Wow, you! I forgot that's how you are. You don't, you don't, you don't think, you act. So, um, you know that is a good thing because you never know. You try to plan this thing for next year this time, and you know you don't know who's gonna be here and who's not. So I, I do understand and respect that, but it's needed. Hey man, I'm on that card it's table, man. Study long, study wrong. <laughs> So you, so you all in, huh? I'm all in. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you, man. You either going home with the pot or you going home. Oh boy. Anyway, hey, man. barbecue and meal do. That's it. Oh man, you were raised by some old, some old Listen, man. man. I, mean, I, told, talking, man. I told you, bro. I am classic, bro. I am classic. Man, you Everybody, were, y'all, don't let. Hey, you went in the dirt baby face to let food. Man, I ain't heard that one in a minute. That's anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hey, you go, you go put up or shut up. What you gonna do? Put up or shut up. Something. <laughs> hey, hey, holler, watch out now. Meal do a barbecue. That's it. That's it. Mm. That's it. So, all right, brother. Listen, I gotta go. I gotta go clock in. I got people that. that it's kind of funny because I never say anything, but people will, will ask me. Um, sometimes they'll text and say, "Did you forget about prayer?" Or they'll ask and say, uh, "Why are you late getting on prayer?" And uh, next time I'm gonna say, "Cause I'm on there talking to quit." I'm gonna just tell them like that. So you see if they can understand hey. what I'm, <laughs> what I'm talking about. A couple of them, <laughs> I, you know, you know, I, I shake, I shake, I shake, you know, I shake Bible study up with my questions and, and my comments. You know what I mean? So uh, they might be all, oh, <laughs> you know, uh, you got a couple of them that they could appreciate. Then some of them like, oh lord, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I guarantee you, know, it's a topic of discussion, and you know, sometimes. Um, you know, conversation needs to be stimulated, man, in order for a change to happen. A lot of folks, well, we'll we'll, we'll hit that another day. <laughs> we'll hit that another day. But I will set it up, though, man. I I would do that. I would love to just sit back and 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 listen to this. I would love to. I mean, I'm just curious because she she hit she hit a spot there. Yeah. Listen, you know how it is now. It's time for us to go to work, man. Uh, Miss Quick, I hate to put you on the spot, but I know you got it. I know you can handle it, and I really appreciate you. Uh, if your heart and mind clear, we can go in and close out. Is your heart and mind clear? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. My heart and mind is clear. Pastor, your heart and mind clear? No doubt. All right, so more to be. Go ahead and uh, close us out, man. I appreciate you, bro. I love you. Love you too. Love both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this. I greatly need it. Lord, thank you so much for uh, the discussion on tonight. Thank you for each and every listener. Thank you for the ones, God, that um, may have been cussing at their laptop or screaming at their phone or whatever. 
But God, I just pray that we heard truth and we heard, you know, something that's going to make a difference in our lives. Because you didn't say that prayer is going to make all the difference in the world. You didn't say that money would set us free. You didn't say that church would set us free. You said truth is what sets us free. And I believe that's what was said on here tonight. So God, thank you so, so much. Lord, help everybody to know that we're not here to judge anybody or to question anybody. We're here, God, to just say what, you know, how we feel, what, what we see, you know, talk about our shortcomings, and then also to say what the Lord is saying. So, God, thank you so much. I pray that you keep your hand on this blog talk uh, program. I pray, God, that you will continue to keep your hand on everybody involved with it. And I pray, God, that you will open up the ears of new listeners and that you will expand this outside of this forum into barbershops and into you know, beauty salons and into classrooms or whatever, God, because that's the one thing missing in life is truth. So thank you so much. God, help us every time that there's a trigger, help us to know this may be an opportunity, and I'm not going to miss it because it may be saving a life. It may be saving a generation, a family, a marriage. Help us to understand that there was somebody somewhere that was triggered enough to point us in the right direction and help us to do the same thing for others. Help us to make sure that we understand that each one has got to teach one. Thank you so much. Now we're going to separate, but I ask that you be with all of us. Bring us back together at the appointed time, and may you get the glory out of it, and we'll get the benefit. I thank you for this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Ms. Quick, I love you, and I can't wait to get you back on here next Tuesday to hear what you and other sister got to talk about us. Uh, again, I appreciate your support, and I thank God for you. Everybody, this concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I'm your host number one with our panel, Ms. Quick, and Pastor Robinson and Dr. Twin in his absence. We love each and every one of you. Your triggers is normal. How you react and respond is up to you. You can take it as an insult or be offensive, or you can look at the other side of that coin and take it as a teaching moment, a teaching opportunity. So the lessons you teach can be the difference that you preach. Love everybody. Wash your hands, stay safe, and keep God first. But I know a change gon' come
coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes it will. Then I go to my brother and I say, brother, help me please. But he winds up knocking me back down on my knees. Oh, there've been times that I thought I couldn't last for long, but now I think I'm able. But I know 